Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Ksuvah's daf Tzadi. We are holding on daf Peites on the base at the Mishnah on the bottom of the page. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, in honor of his wife and children, and Le'ili Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom Hashem Shavnaliya. It's also sponsored for Shana Tova and the Gemar Chasimah for all of Klal Yisrael. It's also sponsored by the Katzman family of Great Neck, wishing a Shana Tova to Klal Yisrael. And it's also sponsored by Mr. Yehuda Jacobowitz in memory of his father, Shmuel ben Chaim Moshe, Zechron Levrach and Hashem Shavnaliya. It's also sponsored on behalf of Simcha ben Omina Kohen ben Yocheved uh, for a full and speedy Rafur Shalema and a year of good health. Amen Ken Yiritzon. We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to discuss today is first the mission is going to talk about um, how many ksubas a woman can collect if she was married to the same guy multiple times. So she may have multiple gitten to produce, she may have multiple ksubas to produce, she may have a get, and the fact that there was a misa sabal, so how many ksubas does she collect in those uh, various cases? And then the last Mishnah in the ninth parak, Anamadalf is going to talk about the chiv ksuba, um, if when they got married, the chiv wasn't there meaning when they got married, the, the guy was too young to be Mechaev himself in anything, or they were, they were not Jewish, and then they were Megayer. So does the Chiv Ksuba transfer over to after he becomes a Gadol, or after they become Jewish and they stay married to each other? Then, Shem, we move on to the 10th parak of Mesechus Ksubas, and the Mishnah is going to talk about when a man owes a Ksuba to two wives, who collects first? Which of the wives collects the Ksuba first? The Gemara is going to discuss if a Balchov Mu'uchar collects first, do they get to keep it? Meaning, what if the person who was supposed to collect second went and collected first, and now there's no money left for the person who was supposed to collect first? Does the person who collected second, who jumped the line and already collected, do they get to keep what they already collected? Then the Gemara on Amun Beis is going to make three diyukim from our Mishnah to derive three separate halachos. We're going to question whether the first two are valid diyukim, but three diyukim, three separate halachos. And then we're going to have an elaborate discussion about the first of the three dinim that were mendaic from the Mishnah, which is a discussion of whether there's still a ksubas in the case of achas pechayah v'achas pemoso. Meaning, what happens if a man marries two women, one predeceases him, and one that he predeceases. So he's sandwiched between the deaths of his two wives, so the children of the first wife aren't entitled to a ksuba, but they're entitled to a ksubas whereas the children of the second wife are entitled to a ksuba. So do we assume that there's still a takanas ksubas benedichrin in such a case? And that discussion is going to bring us toward the, to, all the way to the end of the daf, into tomorrow's daf. So let's begin with the Mishnah on the bottom of daf, peites and beis. So says the Mishnah, shnei gitin ushtek ksubas. So a woman takes out two gitin to, from the same husband. So apparently they got divorced and they got remarried and they got divorced again. It happens sometimes, you hear about it all the time. And she has shtek ksubas that have two different zmanim on the two ksubas. So govish shtek ksubas. So obviously he wrote her a new ksuba with the second marriage, and therefore she can collect actually two ksubos. But shtake ksubos forget echad. But if he only divorced her once and he wrote two ksubos before the divorce, so then you're only going to collect one ksuba. Because if he wrote her two ksubos on one marriage, clearly his intention was that the second ksuba should be mevatel, the first ksuba. Oh, ksuba v'shnei gitin, or if she has only one ksuba, but two gitin, uh, meaning he was a uh, megarish her once, and then when he remarried her, he didn't write her a new ksuba, it was al das, the original ksuba that he remarried her. 
or there's one ksuba, but we know that the marriage ended twice, meaning the marriage ended in get, and then we saw that they were together again up until the time that he died. So you see that they got remarried and the second marriage ended in his death. Then In all those cases, since there's only one ksuba, they only collect one, 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 one ksuba. You can't say that when he married her a second time, he was chayv himself in the second ksuba. This time assumption is that if a person divorces his wife and then remarries her, it's working off of the chiv of the first ksuba, that there's not going to be a brand new chiv of a uh, second ksuba. So we had said that if there are two ksubas in one get, she only collects one ksuba. But it doesn't say that she only collects the second ksuba, meaning that's what I would have thought that the second ksuba comes to be mevatel the first, they were only married once why are there two ksubas? Obviously he upgraded her, like some people uh, and at a certain anniversaries, they'll upgrade the ring or something, right? So he obviously upgraded her, so he was trying to give her only the second ksuba, but it doesn't say that it says she collects one ksuba, but it doesn't identify which one so ibaya bahai gavya, ibaya bahai gavya, the implication of the Mishnah is that she gets to choose which ksuba to use. So Lematavi so, so, to Rav Nachman Rav Shmuel. Isn't this a Tiyufta Rav Nachman Rav Shmuel? Dom Rav Nachman Rav Shmuel because Rav Nachman Rav Shmuel told us that if someone sells a field to uh, to somebody else or he lends him money so there's Shnei Shtaros Hayotzin Bazeh Achazeh. So we have two Shtaros with two different Zmanim on the two Shtaros for the same thing. So Beetel Sheni Harishon. We assume that the second one is Mevatel the first one. That he wanted the second one to overpower the, the first one. So you can only collect from the Chasm Shubadim from the Zman in the second star because when he's writing the second star the uh, he's being he's being mochel the uh, the 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 Shibud Karkaos uh, from the Zman of the first star so isn't that a kasha shouldn't we ask on Shmuel from our Mishnah because our Mishnah sounds like you could collect with whichever one even the earlier one we don't assume the second one is Mevatel the first one so it says no Lavid Papa didn't we say about that Memra that our Papa says that when we say that the second one is mevatel, the first one, that's only if there's no added stuff in the second star. So you see clearly he only wrote the second star to be mevatel, the first one. But Modra of Nachman, the Yosef Bey, Dikla, that if in the second star he added an extra dekel, Litosefes Kasve, then we assume that the, the the purpose of writing the second star was to add more of a chiyuv. So in the case of our Mishnah, it could also be that the second ksuba was for more value, was for more money. And therefore, it's not coming to upend the first ksuba. It's coming to add to the first ksuba. So whatever shibud there was from the zman of the first ksuba is not going away. We're not being mochal that shibud. He's just trying to give a little more. So if she wants, she can collect with the first ksuba as well. So now the b'risa adds uh, a few uh, details on the din in the Mishnah. Tan Rabbanu, hotziya getu ksuba. If let's say a woman takes out a getu ksuba, umisa, and also edim that that uh, the husband had died, and she's claiming that she's entitled to two ksubas. So im get kodem l'ksuba, if the, the, the date on the get is before the date on the ksuba, so then we know that he wrote the ksuba after they were already divorced, must be because they got married a second time. So since he wrote her a ksuba for the second marriage, and she has a ksuba from the first marriage, so govish take ksubas. So then she's going to collect two ksubas. But ksuba kodemus get, if the date on the ksuba 
precedes the divorce, then then she's only going to collect one ksuba because that was a ksuba from the first marriage. Because the stam assumption is that if a man divorces his wife and then remarries that same wife, unless we have evidence of a second ksuba, we assume that it was working with the original ksuba, that it's just, it becomes operative again when they get remarried. Says the Mishnah, if let's say you have a katan whose father marries him off when he's still a katan, and the father writes a ksuba in the name of his katan child, in the name of his katan child, in the name of his eight-year-old, and then the katan becomes a gadol, and he's still married to the same woman. So uh, even though they wrote a ksuba when he was still a katan, and he couldn't be mechaev himself in anything, the ksuba is still going to be uh, intact when he becomes a gadol, because when he decided to stay married to her, when he became a gadol, and he didn't say, whoa, I didn't sign on for this ksuba, I was never mechaev myself. So by staying married to her, he's implicitly being mechaev himself <coughs> in that original ksuba that his father signed him on for. Gershon, Skyra Ishtoimo. Similarly, if you have a ger whose wife converted with him, so they were married when they were Goyim, and they wrote a ksuba, which, uh, meaning he wrote some sort of uh, marriage contract, some sort of document that says that he's, uh, that's the equivalent of a ksuba, when they were non-Jews, and now they were both Megayer, ksuba sakayemes, so ksuba still kayem, shalmanas kain, kima, because it's almanas, that chiv, that he's mechaiv himself in the original ksuba, that he's mechaiv her, that he stays married to her, and he's still chayiv in that ksuba. So says Gmar Amrafuna, when we say that they have a ksuba la'achashigdilu, or la that's That's only the manamasayim, the actual ikur ksuba, because that's a tonight based in. You don't need to have an operative ksuba to be chayiv manamasayim. Meaning, by showing that they want to be married, he's showing that he wants to be chayiv in whatever the bare minimum ksuba is, at the very least. But if there was more written into that ksuba, she's not entitled to that, because her actual original ksuba is really invalid. Meaning, the actual original ksuba that was written for the eight year old, or that was written for the two people who were not Jewish, now that they've become, now that the katan was niskadal, and now that they, the couple has become Jewish, the actual ksuba is not actually valid. It's just that there's an automatic tanai based in on the ikr ksuba. Rav And Rav says, no, she even gets the tosefes, because we assume that it was a, that when he's staying married to her, it's almanas that he's going to give her tosefes as well. So the Gemara asks on Rav Yehuda, Meisve, we have a brisa that tells us that if you have, let's say, a katan or a guy that gets married, and uh, if he's niskadal, or Niskayer, so Chidshu, no tell us Masha Chidshu. If he adds to the first Ksuba, so then she's entitled to that addition. But Chidshu in, no Chidshu lo. The clear diok is that only if he adds to the Ksuba after the Geras or after he's Niskadel is she entitled to that. But if he, he didn't add anything, then she doesn't get any Tosefes that was written in the first Ksuba. Isn't that a Kasha review? The review says he's, she's entitled to the Tosefes as well. So Ema Af Masha Chidshu. So maybe we can explain the Bryson that the woman gets not only the Ikra not only the Tosefes, but even whatever he's Mosef afterwards. But it's not coming to the exclusion of the uh, of the Tosefes. I frak the Gemara v'halo tani hachi, but it doesn't say that in the Brisa like Rav Yehuda. It says, 
says if he was not Mechadish, not that she gets the Iker and the Tosefes, but that it's just the Manu Masayim. So Tiyufta Rav Yehuda. So you see clearly, not like Rav Yehuda. So uh, the Gemara explains that really the price is clearly against Rav Yehuda, and Rav Yehuda must say he, uh, he, he made a mistake in how to be Mefari Shaur Mishnah. Who Savar, he thought that the Mishnah means to say Ksubasa Kiyamis Akulamil Sakai, that when we say Ksubasa Kiyamis after he's Niskadal or after their Megayer, it's going on the whole Ksuba, the Manamasayim, the Tosefes, Velohi, but it's not true. I Ikr Ksuba Kai, that's only really going on the Ikr Ksuba, not on the uh, the Tosefes Ksuba. So Hajjan Lacha Kosiv Lishto, that concludes the ninth parak of Mesechus Ksubas. Obviously, there's an interesting discussion in Chuvis Yale Eliyahu, what if you have a Gershon as Geyer and he had Gezel Biyado from Masha Gazel when he was a guy. Is he obligated to pay back the uh, the Gezel? Let's assume the object isn't here anymore to just give it back. So does he uh, does he have an obligation to pay it back? So he brings a Raya that the Ger would be Potter from our Gemara because Gershin is Geyer the Ishto Imo the Ksuba is uh, is Kayam Almanat because we assume that that's why he stayed married. But the Gemara says not really. The Ksuba is not really Kayam. It's just that he's Chayiv in the Man because that's a Tanai Beizdin. But anything else that he was Mechayiv himself. In like the Tosefes Ksuba, the star is a chasma bialma. Whatever chiyuvim he had when he was uh, when he was a non-Jew, now he's a kikat and shenola dummy. Those chiyuvim go away. One has to be very careful about that. Maybe Bate Din should ask about that because that could be a motivation for a person to be uh, megayer. He owes all this money. He's going to be chayv to pay all this money. Oh, now I'm a kikat and shenola. Now I'm reborn. I don't have to pay anything. But anyway, that's uh, that's a discussion in the postkum. So now we begin. So a person was married to two wives and then uh, he died uh, while the, both wives were, he predeceased both of them and they come to collect their ksubos. So the first wife collects first in the, the ksuba. Her ksuba is dated earlier than uh, than the second wife's ksuba. And if, uh, if uh, both wives die after the, the husband dies before they had a chance to collect their ksuba, so just like the first wife would come before the second wife, the first set of Yarshim comes before the second set of Yarshim. So now the Mishnah discusses a different case. We said that when a woman dies, when she dies, when she predeceases him, he Yarshims her and her Ksuba, but the Chum were misaki in this thing called Ksubas Benindichrin, that, uh, that, that her male children from that marriage are going to be Yorish, uh, the, 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 her Ksuba from him, and uh, the rest of the Nechassim, they'll split equally with his children from other marriages uh, as well. So now our mission is going to talk about if after the husband dies, um, the, a, a, uh, the, the, the children from a woman who predeceased him comes to come to collect their ksubas benedichrin. And on the other hand, he has a wife or children of a wife that that died after him that are tovea the ksuba, that are tovea their mother's ksuba. I Meaning, a woman is only entitled to a ksuba if uh, the husband dies before her. So he has one wife that died before him, where there's no entitlement to a ksuba, but her sons are entitled to a ksubas benedichrin, and one wife that died after him, where her children are entitled to collect the actual ksuba. So Nasa, Sarishana Umesa, he marries a first wife and she dies before him. Nasa, Shnia Umesu, then he marries a second wife and he dies before her. So Shnia Vyosha, Kodman, the Yosha Arishona, the collection of the ksuba comes before the collection of the ksuba spinindikrin because the, uh, the the ksuba itself is a chov. The ksuba spinindikrin is considered a Yerusha. And the Allah is that the Yarshim have to first pay off all the chovos before they could take their portion of the Yerusha. 
Yerusha. So all the chavos have to be paid off. One of those chavos is a ksuba. So now says the Gemara, from the fact that, going back to the first part of the Mishnah, where the first halach of the Mishnah just said, Stam, he had two wives that are both entitled to collect the ksuba, so the first one collects first. And it doesn't say, it doesn't say that the Rishon is the only one to collect, and the second one doesn't get anything. So the implication is that if the second one were to go ahead, uh, uh, jump the line and grab her uh, her ksuba payment before the first one, then we wouldn't take it away from her because she was also owed the money. Uh, and even though there are insufficient funds to pay both of them, and there was a seder kedima over here, but by jumping the line, it's a chote niskar over here. She's going to be able to keep that which she took. So so you see from here that if a Balchov Mu'uchar goes and grabs something, you have this happens all the time by Balchov, that they get the sense that the person who uh, owes them money is in trouble, so they do whatever they can to recoup uh, the money, that they, and the, the, even though they may be aware that there are other people that are owed money also, but they want to recoup the money, they know that they're not, so the Balchov Mu'uchar goes and uh, recoups some of their money, so the Allah is Masha Gava Gava, says the Gemara, or the implication of our Mishnah is Masha Gava Gava, so it says, no, the Maybe it's not true. Maybe if Balchov Mu'uchar comes and jumps the line and takes first, he's not entitled to keep it. Umay Kodemes, when it says that the first one is Kodemes L'Shniya, it doesn't mean just L'Chachila, L'Gamri Katani. It means that the second one doesn't get anything. And I'll bring you a riot that the word Kodemes can mean that sometimes. It means that the, the, the one who's not Kodem, not just that they're second in line, but they get nothing. Because it says Ben Kodem L'Bas, L'Yerusha, when you have sons and daughters, the sons get Yerusha, the daughters don't. So it's not uh, Kedima from that perspective. That's an interesting discussion in Poskim also, actually. Poskim discuss, we have Dinim of Kedima when it comes to Tzedakah. Anye Ircha Kodmin. Bnei Mishpacha are Kodmin. Does that mean they are the only ones to get? That if you have X number of dollars to give to Tzedakah, you have to only give to Aniyim of your Mishpacha, and if you're fortunate enough not to have Aniyim in your Mishpacha, only Taniye Yircha, and uh, if you're, there, you're fortunate enough to live in a city, or unfortunate, I don't know, to live in a city that has no Aniyim, so then only Aniye Eretz Yisrael? So, uh, so the, the Marsham has a tshuva about this. The Yircha Shulchan says it's unthinkable. It's unthinkable that it would be only, that it would be exclusively to Aniyim of, uh, of your city. He said, that, then he said that everyone is so poor, any, anybody who doesn't have a rich relative, those poor people will never get anything. Because anytime there's a rich person, he always, every rich person has enough Aniyim in his family to take up all of his tzedakah money and more. Uh, that was the that was the fact at that time. Baruch Hashem, you know, the conditions uh, have changed. He says it's also uh, obvious. Uh, he he writes that, uh, that 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 when we say parnas that your own that your own parnasa is kodem to everybody else, you know, to giving tzedakah to other people, it also doesn't mean that uh, that 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 you give only to yourself, even if uh, you're struggling. He says because then nobody would ever give tzedakah. Everybody's struggling. Which again, he's, it's a commentary on uh, the time that he, that, he, that he lived. But anyway, so it says the Gemara. The Gemara brings on Moroyim that are Medaic the exact opposite from a Mishnah. Ikadamri, another version of the conversation is from the fact that the Mishnah does not say that if the second woman goes in his toe face that we don't take it away from her. The implication is that we do take it away from her. He can't jump the line and she goes and takes the, the, uh, the Ksuba before the first woman. Then we're going to take it away. So we make the 
opposite to you from our Mishnah, and therefore it would turn out that if a later Balchov comes and, 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 and tries to take, tries to collect, it, it doesn't work, we take it away from him. So it says, well, no, the Olamemelach Masha Gava Gava, maybe really uh, he gets to keep it. And the only reason we use the term Kodvin is because since we say in the Seifa that the Shniya V'yarsheh will come before the people who are collecting the Ksubasmin so Tananami, so in the Rishon we also say Rishonah Kodemes L'Shniya. So now the, the Gemara moves on to make three Diyukim La'alacha from the next case in our Mishnah. We said Nasar is a Rishonah. The case in the Mishnah was a guy gets married to a woman, she predeceases him. He gets married again, he predeceases his second wife. Second wife is entitled to Uksuba. First woman's children are entitled to Ksuba Spinin Dichrin. So, uh, so we said that uh, the Shni of Yorsheha are Kodmin the Yorshe Harishona. So Shmamina Tla says, where you see three Allahs from here. Number one, Shmamina Achas Pechaya Vachas Pemoso Yeshlem Ksuba Spinin Dichrin. You see that the second Ksuba doesn't cancel the Ksuba Spinin Dichrin of the first uh, Ksuba. Because uh, you see that the, 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 the second Ksuba is getting paid from. Uh, for, uh, as a chov that uh, that she uh, that that she's entitled to, to pay, and the and the first uh, the the children of the first woman are still coming to collect their ksubas bin Now I might have thought that in such a case the chum are not masakin ksubas bin so that they don't come to fight that the second one shouldn't come to fight with the bnei harishona, and they're going to tell them that uh, that that uh, that they they don't uh, they're not maskim that petoris yerusha that 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 the first ones are going to get a yerusha from the father more than them. Meaning, why should they get a greater sense, of, get a greater portion of the Yerusha? Why should the children of the first wife get a greater portion of the Yerusha? So the Mishnah is that we're not Choshesh, that they're going to fight. There's a Ksubus Ben it's still in place. So says Mai, how can you be Medaik that from the Mishnah? It says that the Shniyav Yorshea come before the Yorshea Rishona, Miktam Hudakadvi, Haika Shakli, that only means that they cut, they're, they're first in line. But if there's enough to go around to pay the ksuba and also to pay the ksuba spinadikrin to the bnei arishona, then you do that. So that's one halacha that we see that when uh, the husband's uh, uh, death was sandwiched between his two wives' deaths, so the the children of the first wife are going to get their ksuba spinadikrin. Ushmamina a second in that ksuba nasus most of the chaverta that uh, the yorshim of the second wife will collect from the yerusha as a chov of the ksuba for the father, and that becomes a, a most are for, for the other one, for the Ksubus Bin meaning the halacha is that Ksubus Bin is only operative if there's also something that's going to go be Yerusha. If there's not even a Mosar Dinar that's going to go be Yerusha, then we cancel the Ksubus Bin because there has to be some real Yerusha Daraisa in order to allow for these Takanos Rabbanon like Ksubus Bin So what if there is a Yerusha, but all of that is paying off a chov of the of the ksuba that was owed to the second wife. Yeah, that counts as a moser. That's considered a real a real Yerusha. There was a Yerusha, it paid off the chov of the second ksuba, and now the ksuba spinadikrin is still going to be in place. And we can be this from the fact that the Mishnah never made a qualification that you need an additional moser dinar. It just said that you're going to give the ksuba to the children of the second wife and you can give the benedikrin to the children of the first wife without qualifying that you need a moser dinar. So apparently you don't need a moser dinar. And a third din, Ushmamina, Ksubus Pinin Dichrin, Lotarfam Mimishabdi, that uh, when they're coming to collect the Ksubus Pinin Dichrin, then they cannot be Torif, uh, 
the uh, for the from from the kuchos from people who had purchased properties. Diesel could I talk to me mishabdi? Because if you can assume that ksubas bin dichron is like a is like a uh, is is like any other chov, and the yorshim are 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 are, 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 are that have ksubas bin dichron are able to collect from the chasim shubadim. So why does the mishnah say that the yorshe hashnia are kodmin and collect their ksuba? The yorshe rishona don't get anything. Leisuv lichvinu bnei hashnia. Let the children of the first wife who are entitled to ksubas bin dichron go to the children of the second wife who just got their ksuba and get take their karka that they collect that they just uh, got biyerusha because the balchov muuchar shakadim begava mashagava lo gava you can't jump the line so uh, they were entitled to the money first elamai you see that there is no shibun nechasim on ksubas bin if it's there it's there if the money's there it gets paid if it's not there then it doesn't get paid so now Rav Ashi says you know I have a problem with the first two dinim that you were medayik from the mishnah mask for Rav Ashi mimai how do you know that uh, all these dinim are true? Let's take the first one. Maybe I'll tell you that if one wife predeceases him and therefore her sons want the ksubah and the other wife dies after him and her children want the ksuba, maybe Maybe in such a case the chachamim were never misakim ksubah Oh, you're going to tell me that uh, that 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 uh, that, that it uses the word kodmin and that implies that the ksubah still gets paid. My kodmin. Why does it say kodmin? That's talking about the Yerusha, that before they divide the Yerusha equally, the Yorshe Shnia are Gova the Ksuba of their mother. And then whatever's left over, they divide as an even Yerusha with all the children of this deceased uh, gentleman. But it is not about Ksuba Svindichrin. And if you're going to say that since the Yorshe Rishon and not Makab Ksuba Svindichrin, Yorshe Harishon Lamali, why does the Mishnah refer to them as Yorshe Harishon, as if like they're coming because of who their mother was? If there's no Ksuba Svindichrin, it's got nothing to do with who their mother was whatever money they're going to receive is because of who their father is. It's only because of the fact that it's a basic Yerusha that they're dividing with all of their father's children. So I did Yeah, that's just to keep the Lashon and the Mishnah consistent because when the children of the second woman are collecting the Ksuba, that's their mother's Ksuba. So we say So therefore, when we talk about the children of the first wife, we say as well. Okay, so that's why I don't like the first Deal. And that which you want to be medayik a second in that ksuba nasas mosul chaverta that even though ksuba svindichrin is only operative when there's a mosul dinar the ksuba that goes to the second wife is the mosul dinar maybe that's not true and the reason why the different gets paid over here is we're talking that's not such a strange ukimta to make to say that we're talking that there's also a Mosadina that can be divided normally in the Yerusha maybe that just happens to be the case of the Mishnah so now we go back we're not going to attack the third din the third din apparently stays intact but we're going to go back and discuss that first din one of his wives predeceased him and therefore her children want a ksuba and one of his wives dies after him and th- those children get their ksuba so we said that the ksuba gets paid before the ksuba it's actually whether there still is a ksuba in such a case because the Bryson tells us as follows our exact case one wife predeceases him and the other wife dies after him Benana says that 
that the the children of the first wife who died while he was alive are able to tell the children of the second wife who died after the husband died that b'nei balas chovatem you are coming to collect a chov a ksuba is a chov so uh, and in that the din of Yerusha Daraisa is fulfilled and you don't need a Moser dinar so you collect that chov you collect that ksuba and then go away and we'll take everything else as ksubas meaning the rest of it is going to be ours Rabbi Akiva Omer Kvar Rabbi Akiva says no from the moment the husband died uh, when uh, when his uh, second wife was still alive the ksubas bin went away the nachla went away from the bnei rishona and the uh, and 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 only the uh, the bnei are in place so once they collect their ksuba once the bnei collect their ksuba the rest of the estate doesn't go to the ksubas bin the rest of the estate gets divided evenly among all of the father's children from all the marriages it will be divided evenly it's not about the ksubas bin ksubas bin went away so my love alchemifli don't you see this is a machlokas tanoim din mar sever benanas holds achas now, when you have Achspachai, 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 is still intact. Umar Savern, Rabbi Kiva holds, no. Achspachai, 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 that the Achspachai, is no longer intact. So, Amarav, Ashkachtin, the Rabban, the Beirav, the Yasevi Ka'amri, Rabbi said, I saw the Rabban, the Beirav, that were sitting in this marriage and they were explaining this Machlokas, and they said, no. Maybe everyone agrees to din number one, that the Achspachai, is still is still intact. Maybe what they're arguing about over here is din number two. Does the ksuba count as a Moser dinar, which would then allow for the ksuba spinadichrin to stay intact? So Mar Savar Benanas holds ksuba nasas Moser lechaverta vuadin lebalchov that a ksuba is the the, the Moser dinar, and therefore the ksuba spinadichrin is intact. And by the way, the same would be true about any other chov. Ksuba is just an example of a chov, but at any time some of the money is going to be used to pay off a chov of the father. Father, that counts as Yerusha, and therefore Ksubus bin Indifferent still is still intact. Umar Savar Rabbi Kiva holds and Ksubin Nas Mosel Lechaverta Vodin Lebalchov that Ksubin does not become Mosel Lechaverta. It does not count as the Moser Dinar, and therefore the Ksubus bin Indifferent is cancelled. Uh, if you don't have a Moser Dinar, and the same would be true about Lebalchov that it would not count. Vamina Luana. So, so uh, uh, Rabbi says uh, when they were saying this, I told them that you're partially right. Lebalchov Kuliam Lepligi Dahavi Moser. Kipligi Biksuba, that, you know, maybe by a Balchov, everyone would agree that if there was some other type of Chov, that would count as the Moser Dinar, and therefore the Ksuba Spin and Dikrin would still be intact. The whole Machlokas is only about a Ksuba. So, Maskvar of Yosef, Ihachi, Rabbi Akiva, Makvar Kafza, Nachla, Imyesh Moser Dinar, Mibayle. But if it was really about Din number two, about whether this counts as Moser Dinar, then Rabbi Akiva's wording is off. He should have said, Imyesh Moser Dinar. It sounds like he's saying something else. It sounds like we were correct the first time that this machlokas tanoim is about the concept of achas pechayov v'achas b'moso. Okay, but from tomorrow we'll pick up with v'hani tanoi kihani tanoi. Gemar chesimatova to everybody.